Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rambling Wreck podcast, where you can listen to a guy go on for about an hour about whatever's on his mind. Today, we're going to be talking about wrestling, why I like wrestling, why other people like wrestling. We're going to be talking about a classic wrestling storyline and why it's so awesome and also why it's shit. And we're going to... We're going to have a lot of fun talking about wrestling. So let's just jump into it, shall we? So, hey, hello, hi. You might notice that my voice sounds a lot better because I got a new microphone. And I promise it's like... Don't, if you're new here, which you probably are, don't listen to the last episode. It was crap. It was a trash fire. Just pretend it doesn't exist. Start here. <laughs> so, yeah. Welcome to the Rambling Wreck podcast. I am the Rambling Wreck. You can call me Scourge if you're feeling fancy. And today we are going to talk about one of my personal passions. Well, it's not really a passion. It's, it's a thing I jump, it's like... All my things I'm interested in, I jump into and out of, like, every few months. And as of recently, well, as of recently, I've been getting back into comics. But before that, I was getting back into wrestling. And uh, I like wrestling for a lot of reasons. And uh, to explain that, let me bring up a video. There's this video made by a guy called Super Eyepatch Wolf. Uh, he makes good content. Most people will like his content. I'm not a fan of his content because it's a little preachy. little... Uh, I don't know the word, but he's something. And he made a video about professional wrestling called... Professional professional wrestling is dumb and beautiful, and I love it. That's, that's fine and all. That's a fine title for your video. But uh, I think a more proper title for video would be... Uh, well, my title for video would be... Wrestling is stupid, and I love it. <laughs> and that's, that's what wrestling is. Wrestling is stupid. And I know for... Many wrestling fans, that's, that statement's going to anger them. But what did you expect when you got into a show that has a fucking undead zombie slash biker slash cult leader slash family man? <laughs> so let's talk about wrestling. Uh, wrestling is, if you don't know what wrestling is, wrestling is a combination of athletic sport and entertainment. Sports entertainment. Uh, you probably know about WWE, the most popular, uh, wrestling out there. And you've heard, you've seen The Rock, you know, you know Dwayne Johnson, uh, you know John Cena. John Cena is going to be in the new Suicide Squad movie. 
playing a douchey Captain America. So pretty much no different from how John Cena usually acts in the WWE. <laughs> and they market themselves off sports entertainment. It's a soap opera. You you don't really like. Okay, let me find some structure on what I'm saying. So let me take you back in time to around, well, any point in history, really. Wrestling was always a thing. It was most popular around the 1950s to it was it was like really before the Hulkamania age, before Hulk Hogan in the 1980s. It was really popular, usually in the South. Excuse me, I just had food. <coughs> Fuck. Expect expect a few more of those <laughs> in the next few minutes. So, originally wrestling was a regional thing. It was a regional sport, and all the all the uh, states in the country had some sort of wrestling promotion. There was Mid-South Wrestling, there was Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, World-Class Championship Wrestling, and uh, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, which was a which was the WWE for it was the WWE for it was even the WWF. It was the WWF made by Vince McMahon Sr. and all these different regional promotions sort of stayed in their own bubble for the most part. I think there were a lot of clashes, especially when the w, when the WWF started to reach out and pluck uh, superstars from other regional promotions to boost their own show because they were sort of outlaw sort of thing. And, and, Back in those days, what I'm trying to get across here, back in those days, wrestling was more about the athletic contest. There's this thing called wrestling called kayfabe, and kayfabe was very strongly upheld. It's it's the suspension of disbelief. You have to make the audience believe you really hate that guy you're going into a ring with, and people believed it. They really got into wrestling. And like, and like, uh, oh, and like, they really are in wrestling. They were like really hyped up about this shit to perfectly illustrate why, to perfectly illustrate how deep people are into wrestling at the time. Uh, there was a man called Bruno San Martino. He was a French man, came over and became the first ever WWF champion, the WWF champion. He held the belt for like 20, 30 years. The reason why he held the belt for so long was because he's universally beloved. Everyone loved Bruno. Everyone loved Bruno. He was a great babyface who was the good guys in wrestling. And no bad guys beat him. Bad guys are called heels in wrestling. There's the face and there's the heel. No heels beat Bruno for the title. For like 20 years. Because here's the thing. About old school wrestling fans. From this point in. This point in history. They were fucking insane. If Bruno lost the belt. 
that building that that lost was taken place in, it would not be gone when the sun came up. It would be burned to the fucking ground. <laughs> like, you can look up, like, uh, news... You can look up, like, newspaper clips. You can look up news stories of people rioting after wrestling events. Like, most famous is uh, <clears throat> in a show down in South Off America, Ric Flair lost his title to another person while he was down there. And the fucking, the fucking anger was just so, it was so big. They had to, like, get the fuck out of there before they burned the stadium down. <laughs> they were scared they were going to die. <laughs> like, that's how rage, that's, that's how much fucking deep into wrestling these people were. I'm not going to knock them for it. I'm not going to knock them at all because, like... That kind of wrestling has a different feel from today's wrestling. Because today's wrestling, like I said, is a soap opera. You pop on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or hell, AEW Dynamite, the newest, the newest wrestling promotion out there, AEW. You pop that on and you're watching a show. You're not watching an athletic contest. People didn't get as deep into wrestling as they did back then. You're watching a show. You're watching stories play out in front of you. And that stories that that they're stories that always end in a match in the ring and one person wins, the other person loses, except for occasions where where no one wins at all because fuck you. It's a disqualification. Double disqualification. Double count out. Fucking fucking here comes the NWO running out the back. It's like at the end of every Monday Nitro from the nineties, WCW Monday Nitro. Every, at the end of every show, people when the main event would happen, everyone would just turn to look at the entrance because every time, without fail, someone would run out. Someone from the NWO would run out and cause a disqualification. There would always be a DQ finish in the main event. No main event ever ended in a clean finish. That's one of the reasons why WCW failed. <laughs> and uh, so wrestling today is sports entertainment. It's not sport anymore. It's sports entertainment. And uh, it's not very really good. <laughs> Especially WWE. It's not really good right now. Because, well, WWE doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. To give an example, as of recording, there was a faction called Retribution. And Retribution's deal was that they were going to come in, cause chaos in the WWE, wreck shit, wreck people, wreck everything. Sounds awesome, right? No, it sounds fucking crazy. But... How they used them was on one episode of Monday Night Raw last month in August, they had uh, these hooligans do things like knock over boxes and turn the lights on and off and throw Molotovs at a uh, generator, which was connected to nothing, I guess. And that was it. Then on SmackDown, they invade it, just fucking 
They threw people out of the ring. They beat the fuck out of people. They're being built people in the audience. Just, just completely wrecking them. They destroyed the ring. They destroyed everything. It was crazy. And then on Monday Night Raw, they like threw a brick through a window. They laughed. They ran off. And then they tipped over a car. They laughed. They ran off. And that's what happened on Raw. <laughs> and I was making a joke. I was making sort of a joke when that was happening. That it feels like two different writing teams were writing Retribution. One team just wanted them to be like Dennis the Menace, but the Dennis the Menace for wrestling just be a bunch of uh, do dumb kids doing shit. And people on SmackDown actually wanted them to be an actual threat. And I was thinking, it was like. I was like, okay, I'm, uh, I was thinking at a time, oh, SmackDown is going to have a fucking show where Retribution takes over the, the, fucking, the fucking commentary table. They're going to run the show. It's going to be like the NWO again. It's going to be this big fucking deal. And then on Raw, they would fucking put bananas into Triple H's exhaust. And Triple H would shake his fists at them like, you damn kids! <laughs> That's what I thought was going to happen. That That's not what happened. What happened was uh, Retribution kind of died. Uh, they're still around. They're still trucking. Monday Night Raw only. Not in the Hulu cut. They're not on SmackDown. They're not on the pay-per-views because we got the good security now. <laughs> so, yeah, WWE doesn't know what they're doing at all. Uh, a company that does know what it's doing is that new company that I mentioned, All Elite Wrestling, AEW. I would say I'm All Elite, personally. I'm personally a fan of All Elite Wrestling, even though I've never really watched uh, All Elite Wrestling. I never watched Dynamite. I've seen AEW Dark, which I do want to talk about on this show. Because I think it would be pretty fun to talk about. Uh, I have seen... They recently uploaded All Out. The original All Out from last year. Onto, the, onto their YouTube. That's a really good pay-per-view. And I've seen... A man named Jim Cornette... Every week... Rant about how much he fucking hates those goddamn... Indie Mud Show Outlaw Hooligans. So, transition. Jim Cornette. Who is Jim Cornette? Jim Cornette is a man who has done everything in wrestling. He has been a manager. He's been a photographer. He's been a wrestler himself sometimes. Not a lot. He's not really a fighter. He's done it all in wrestling. Mainly during... That old age of wrestling, so let's talk about earlier. And Jim Cornette has two podcasts now. Hi, Jim. In case you're wrestling, in case you're listening, which you're probably not, but Jim has a podcast, two podcasts, the Jim Cornette Exploring, the Jim Cornette Experience, and Corny's Drive Through. 
And on both shows, he loves to bitch and complain about the way they're doing it now. He loves to complain about all those fucking, those outlaw mud show pieces of shit. Fuck them. Just fuck them. <laughs> and it's sort of a shame that he's talking so much about, like, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, like, every week on the fucking uh, drive-thru. He talks about AEW and bitches about AEW. It's kind of a shame he does that because he's one of the best talkers in the WWE. He's one of the best talkers in wrestling. Not in WWE. He's a part of no company. He was a part of a, of an, of a wrestling company last year, but he left because he was sort of racist. <laughs> Oop. Uh, but he was one, he's one of the best talkers in the WWE. If you've ever seen... Uh, uh, if you ever seen a shoot interview, a shoot in wrestling terms is like, like breaking kayfabe, just speaking your mind, really saying, saying what you really feel. Basically, that's what a shoot is. If you've seen Jim Cornette's shoot interviews, he's an amazing talker, one of the best shooters in the industry. He's just he to fucking call you out. He hates Vince Russo, one of the writers from WWE who he worked with with eight burning passion and he's one of the best talkers out there no competition uh and and it's a shame that jim Cornette has become a grumpy old man <laughs> i'm saying it right here he is a grumpy old man if i had a twitter he would block me on it absolutely uh why do I want? Why did I want to talk about Jim? Why did I want to talk about anything in this segment? I'm filling time by talking about wrestling, just giving you an idea of what wrestling is about and what happens in wrestling and why I like wrestling. Uh, it's not exactly for the silliness. I like the like. I'm already with a good dose of silliness every now and then. But it's not specifically for that. I watch wrestling. I like wrestling because it looks like so much fun. I personally have a I personally have a dream of becoming a wrestler myself. I sort of still want to do that. I was gonna be a part of this one indie promotion called Chikara, but that shut down like the second that idea popped into my mind. And kind of sad. That's very sad. Uh, Chikara is good. Look up old Chikara clips. Like, uh, it, it's some good wrestling. But I want to become a wrestler myself because it looks like fun. Because you're playing a character. You're getting up on the stage and you're just like, you're playing a character for the enjoyment of all the people in the audience or all the people at home. And it just it, it, it just looks fun. That's why I like wrestling. It's fun. And I'm not the kind of person who takes wrestling seriously. I do take it seriously. Because a lot of times it likes to take itself seriously. And you can get enjoyment when wrestling 
gets unrealistic. Example. Oh, that almost was a burp. Example, WrestleMania this year. World world record breaking attendance in the crowd. Zero people. <laughs> uh, so like WrestleMania this year. There was a match, match with quotes uh, between John Cena and Bray Wyatt. A excuse to get John Cena out of a company so he can do movies. And it was called the Funhouse match. And all it was was sort of an acid trip that Cena was going on. There was time travel. There was Bray Wyatt mocking him. There was puppets. There was there was like all sorts of crazy shit. Ruthless aggression. Uh, and people, some people didn't like it because of how the fuck is this possible? Like how how the hell am I supposed to believe something like this? Like, you don't have to stay grounded all the time with wrestling. Sometimes you can just let yourself go and just enjoy the ride. And wrestling's honestly better when you do that. Because if you don't, like, focus your attention on it all the time, when it does want to take itself seriously and it does want to tell a pretty serious storyline, you get invested, you get into it. And I want to demonstrate, I want to demonstrate that with a story. I want to talk about a feud in wrestling that both demonstrates why wrestling is so awesome, so great, such a great experience to enjoy, but also why it's so frustrating to watch. And to talk about this, I want to talk about a man called Bob Backlund. So, let me start by saying, who is Bob Backlund? Bob Backlund, in 1976, won the WWF Championship. And he held that championship for six years. Not nearly as long as Bruno San Martino did. But six years is an insanely long reign for a champion of any type. And the only reason why he lost the belt was because uh, in 19, in the 1980s, early 1980s, Vince McMahon Sr. was in bad health. So he gave up his control of the company for his son, Vince McMahon Jr. Vince Jr., current McMahon. And Vince had other plans for for the WWE. He wanted to take the show in a completely different direction. And to do that, he needed to get the belt off Bob. And what he would do, his plan was that he would take the belt off Bob Ackland and put it onto the Iron Sheik, one of the biggest heels at the time. And the reason why he was heel is because he was a foreigner. Classic heel, dirty, dirty foreigner be it Russian, uh, in this case, Iranian, Japanese people, dirty, dirty foreigner. And, uh, and he, and then he would take the belt off Sheik and put it onto Hulk Hogan. 
Uh, Hulk Hogan is one of the biggest, is one of the most well-known stars from WWE who go down history as, as like the man who changed wrestling along with Vince McMahon. So, in 1983, Vince McMahon was talking to Bob. was like, here's a plan. Bob didn't want to do it, but he agreed to it from the wishes, from the wishes of Vince Sr. So, he agreed to it. And the plan was first... Uh, I, I don't remember the exact order, but... At some point around along the line, Bob would endorse Hulk Hogan. And how Bob lost the belt was on was in December '83. Him and the Iron Sheik would wrestle for a championship. The Iron Sheik put on a camel clutch, a one of the most dangerous submission moves in wrestling. Put sit on the guy's back and pull back on his face. The camel clutch, fucking deadly. Deadly shit. And Bob Backlund's bat manager, whose name eludes me, like, he threw in the towel for Bob. He made Bob give up. Bob never tapped. He never lost the belt, but he still lost it because his manager threw in the towel. And Iron Shake became a champion, and he lost the belt to Hulk Hogan in January, setting up the new era of wrestling from then on. Jump forward to 1994. Like 1993, 1994. Bring on in. Uh, bring back, they bring back Bob Backlund in the new generation. They have brand new stars in this new generation. Stars like uh, Diesel, Kevin Nash. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Brett the Hitman Hart, uh, Razor Ramon, uh, Scott Hall, and uh, One Two Free Kid, uh, X Pac. Uh, I forget his name. <laughs> I forget his real name. But they bring back Bob Backlund, and he didn't really have much to do. He was just sort of there. He was just sort of like just there. Like here's an oldie. Here's this old, here's this guy from the seven. here's this guy from the 80s who brought him back. He's back now. And, uh, excuse me again. Oh, fuck. Uh, I don't know I'm not burping and that's making those noises. But, they brought back Bob and they had this idea for a championship angle with Bob Backlund. At the time, uh, around 94, after SummerSlam, around SummerSlam, somewhere around this time, I think, either before or after SummerSlam 94, was featured a match with The Undertaker versus The Undertaker that the crowd was not having. That was the main event. Uh, Bob Backlund and Bret Hart would have just a friendly contest. And then after the bell rang and uh, Bret Hart won that match, Bob just snapped. Bob Backlund, he was not having it. He became a heel. And 
from then on, he would decimate people with his finishing submission move, the Kloss Arm Chicken Wing. They hyped this move up so much because he would put everyone away. He was, he was a crazy man. He would do it on anybody. He would do it on people he's against in the ring. He would do it on just random people in the... He would just do it on fucking random production assistants. He did it on his manager. He put everyone away. He put away jobbers. He put away 1-2-3-Kid. He put away Adam Bomb. He put away Lex Luger. Lex Luger, who just last year... Vince McMahon was shooting to the moon for him to become the champion. And they put, they, he put him away. Bob Backlund slapped on the cross on chicken wing and put all the people away for one goal. He wanted to get the WWE championship, WWF championship, the belt he never lost. And he would just wreck everyone in his way to get a shot at the title. And eventually, after all that chaos, they give back one the shot at the title. They give him the shot to regain what he never lost. So, Survivor Series 94. Submissions match for the WWE Championship. The only way you could the only way you can lose this match is you don't tap some on uh, the person you have in your corner on the outside has to throw in the towel for you. And <laughs> no. That's the only way the match can end. Calling back to how Bob lost the belt in the first place. In Bret Hart's corner, it's his brother-in-law, British Bulldog who him and Bulldog had a match in 92, classic match for SummerSlam 92, which overall was not a very good show. In Bob Backlund's corner, Owen Hart, Bret Hart's own brother. Up until this point, Bret and Owen has been having a feud that has been going on for like a year. And it has went from is is gone from WrestleMania to SummerSlam. He's been going for a whole year. It's this big, huge, long thing that I could talk about, but I'm not going to talk about because I'm talking about Bob Backlund. So Owens in Bob's corner, Bulldogs in Brett's corner. They go into Survivor Series. They have this match. They this match this was a five-star match on a two-star show the show is not very good i'll talk about why it's not very good after i talk about this match the match was all about is bob Backlund going to slap on the cross arm chicken ring and if he does is brett going to get out of it because when bob got you down in that thing you're not getting up you're not getting back up you're going to have to fucking pull you out of there on a stretcher to get... You're going to have to whip Bob off you to get him to stop. And... And the whole match was about that. So, 
they wrestle for a bit and Bret Hart throws on sharpshooter and the ref is asking Owen, are you going to throw in the towel for Bob? And Owen's like, no, this towel, I'm not throwing in this towel at all for anything because he's confident that the, that the sharpshooter, it's not shit compared to the crossface. So he does not throw in the towel. Bob breaks out of it. Mass continues on a little bit more. Some shenanigans happen with the people in the corner. And, and uh, eventually it leads to British Bulldog getting knocked out by slamming into the steel steps and just getting knocked out cold. Around that same time, Bob just got the chicken wing on Brett. And they are now laying in the center of the ring. No one's around to help. And Bulldog's out. And Owen starts to realize his mistake. He, wants, he just goes, oh fuck. He's distraught. He tries to wake up Bulldog. He's just like, oh shit, I never intended this to happen. He can't throw in the towel himself because... He's in, he's in Bob's corner. He can't throw in the towel for Bob because Bob would lose. So he goes over to his parents. Uh, uh, I forget the woman's name. I forget the mom's name. But it's just her and Stu Hart. And, and Owen's like, he's my brother. We gotta save him. We gotta have him, give, we gotta have him lose. And uh, I think her name is... Uh, Fuck, I forget her name. But she's like, she wants to throw in the towel for Brett. And Stu's like, no, takes the fucking towel from her. He's like, no, he's a strong boy. He can fight through it. He can fight the pain. He can get out of it. And there's one spot, while this crossface is applied, where Brett manages to struggle back up to his feet. The audience just goes crazy. He's like, oh my god, he's gonna break the crossface. He's actually gonna do it. And then Bob just pulls him back down to the mat and just pulls the rug out from everyone. And all this is happening. Just Owen's begging his begging Stu to throw in his towel. And the the mom, he, she's just had it. She rips the towel out from Stu's hands frozen for him and Brett Hart loses the belt he loses to Bob Backlund and Owen he like I think he like grabs the towel and gets out of there he does not stay to celebrate with Bob or check on Brett he bamboozled everyone he did not care it was all part of his plan he tricked his family he tricked the audience into thinking he was turning to face he was turning back to a good guy but he pulls her out the rug out from uh, under everyone and just gets out of there like you little bastard the crowd is shocked bob backland just won the wwf championship he beat brett the hitman heart and everyone is silent. Just booze. Everyone is just awestruck at what just happened. And in that 
single moment in history, Bob Backlund was the biggest star in the WWF. It was one of the biggest heels of all time. And then just as quickly as it was nabbed, it was taken away. Let me tell you some facts about Survivor Series. First off, Survivor Series took place on a Wednesday. It was on uh, Thanksgiving Eve. I believe it was the only time they did this. I think they did a few times before. But after this, it would only be on on uh, Sundays. So like every other pay-per-view was. It was on a Wednesday. And this was the third match in a five-match show. And it was just sort of tossed in there. The first match was a Survivor Series match between the bad guys and the Teamsters. It was not a good match. <laughs> it was pretty balls. The next match, Clowns Are Us versus the King's Court with a uh, famous Memphis wrestler, Jerry the King Waller, taking on... <coughs> there it goes. That's a burp. Taking on... Doink the Clown. With a bunch of midgets. It was also very shit. And then, right in the middle, we have this masterpiece of a match. Bob Backlund versus Bret Hart for the title. And then after that, what did they follow it with? Uh, Money Incorporated... Versus Lex Luger and some other chuckle shits. Some other... Lex Luger and his fucking posse of people. Those guys. Ages come in. Lex loses. Lex Luger loses. Because Vince McMahon was done playing with his toy. Chuck's in the trash. Final match. Main event. What's the main event? What's could, what could be more important than this championship feud? The Undertaker versus Yokozuna in a casket match, which is literally what everyone has seen from earlier in the year at the Royal Rumble. Everyone has seen this match already because it already happened earlier in the fucking year. But this time, Chuck Norris is there. I believe Chuck Norris is the only reason why this was in the main event. And this was the back and this was back-to-back pay-per-views where the Undertaker was in the main event with some celebrity guest star. Last time at Survivor Series, it was Leslie Nelson. This time at No, last time at SummerSlam, not Survivor Series, at SummerSlam, it was Leslie Nielsen. Now it's Chuck Norris. So that's not very good. But hey, Bob Backlund still got the belt. He's still champion. He's still the biggest heel in WWE. Uh, about that. So at the time, Shawn Michaels and Diesel were in a tag team together. They're tag champions. And on this night, the two of them, they broke up. The team broke up. And Vince had dreams of putting the belt on Diesel because he thought Diesel was the next big thing because he loves just a lot of beef on someone. And Diesel is a lot of beef in one place. 
So instead of instead of doing something smart like uh, slowly building up to Bob Backlund versus Diesel in a match, uh, three days later. At a house show in Madison Square Garden. House show means it was not aired on television. Diesel beat Bob Backlund for the title in eight seconds. Think about this. Think about everything that I told you about. This build, this feud, this match. All of that. Pissed away in eight seconds. And now Bob Backlund's done. He would hang around in WWE for a while. He still makes occasional appearances, but he was done after this point. He didn't even make it to Monday Night Raw with the belt. It was just done. It was done for. It was dead. It was just dead. You think WWE's booking is bad now? You think it's shit now, it was always shit. It was always shit. It was always bad because WWE had a habit of putting title changes onto house shows. So if you didn't show up to a house show, you're shit out of luck. They're a new type. They're new champions now. Usually have the tag championships. Because no one fucking lost. Hulk Hogan never lost a WWE title on a house show. That would never happen. Bob Backlund did. Bob Backlund was not Vince McMahon's toy at the time. Diesel was Vince McMahon's toy at the time. And Vince was just like, put the belt on. Put your belt on that big old piece of beef. Look at all that beef. Put on all that beef. So yeah, Bob Backlund got... Fucked out of becoming WWE champion. And that really sucks. But. But we still got that snapshot in time. Where Bob Backlund. Was the greatest thing in wrestling. He was champion. And. That's what wrestling is best at. Making those moments. Where. A stick in your brain. These amazing moments that you're gonna remember for a long time. Because at the end of the day, it's sports entertainment. I wanna end the show today. By getting a little artsy, I guess. Uh, I guess you could say that. So, I want to highlight. I want. I want to bring up something. In 2011, uh, in, in 2011, Brian Alvarez, who in my mind will go down as one of the best speakers in wrestling ever, on his podcast, Brian and Vinny Show, he says he was talking about the idea of a new wrestling company coming up. And he says in that segment that whenever a basketball game is happening, 
and two people get into a fight, everyone will focus on the people having that fight. That will always be the case until there's no more humans on the planet. And and that that always that's that's and the reason why that is is like humans humans want to be have an inherent need to be entertained. He says this also in the in the uh, pot in the in the little clip with wrestling. You are asking people to entertain you. Like, whenever you sit down to watch wrestling, be it in front of your TV or your computer or your phone, and you're watching Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, or NXT, or AEW Dynamite, or some indie show, or some old pay-per-view or regional thing, or whatever, you are sitting down. And asking these men and women to entertain you. You can talk all you want about how wrestling is shit now. How it's not as good as it was. Because it doesn't focus on the athletic capability of the people anymore. Wrestling can be extremely frustrating at times. But with wrestling... It's an up and down. It's a roller coaster. It's a series of ups and downs. And with the ups, you've got some greatest moments you've ever seen in your life that will always be in your memory for the longest time. And the downs are just moments that just make you want to tear your hair out and just shout, why did you do that? But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter all that much because... It's entertainment. It's no different than in a TV show, soap opera, video game, movie. It's all entertainment. And you're just asking yourself. You're asking of these people. In everything you watch. In everything you play. Everything you listen to. Entertain me. And I think that's a good place to end off today's episode of Rambling Wreck Podcast. What's the roadmap for the future? Well, I have nothing. I have topics I do want to talk about in the future. A big one that I'm working on currently that will be out in like a few months. But as of right now, uh, it's sort of a mystery. It's a mystery I want to discover with you. So I hope I see you again on the next episode of Rambling Wreck Podcast. Stay beautiful, everybody. Love ya. Good night.